0: Official Soccer Podcast. My name is Borio Demi, and I'm joined as usual by Manny and Justin. In this episode, it's all about the Euros 2020 or is it 2021? I, I, I can't tell you, but obviously the Euros was postponed from 2020 because of COVID um, and now taking place and it's starting on Friday and I've never been more excited about Euros in recent memories that at least I remember. The goal today is to go through each group and talk about highlights of each group. And I think we'll probably be, probably be giving our takes on um, how each team will finish in the group. And, uh, you know, obviously we're gonna have hot takes, probably talk about flops, you know, maybe of the tournament. We're gonna be, t- you know, probably also talk about strengths and weaknesses of each team and key players and, people, and players to watch um, in every group. But before we start, I do want to go over the format real quick. This is not like your regular World Cup style you know we have uh only six groups so which means that you know the next round is technically a round of 16 but since we have six groups only 12 uh, top two teams in each group will qualify and then out of the the best the best four out of all the third teams in all the groups uh will also move on and just uh, an update about the COVID um, situation because normally there'll be only 23 players going for each team they've decided that they were going to go with 26 players Something to keep in mind is if 13 players are available, um, maybe if half the team is out due to COVID, the game is still going if at least there's one keeper, that 13-player squad. And then matches will be rescheduled uh, within 48 hours if the games cannot go ahead. And then finally, the team responsible for the match not taking place are considered to forfeit the match. So it'll be very interesting to see how that I hope that doesn't happen. I've heard news about Spain, and I'm actually nervous for them. But I think what I'm going to do is go uh, go around, talk to Manny and talk to Justin, just to see how they're feeling about this, the the Euros starting on Friday. All right. So, uh,
1: as if we didn't have enough soccer uh, over the course of the year in a very crazy, chaotic, condensed schedule... Here we are again with the Euros uh, kicking off on Friday. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm a little, uh, I'll say I'm, I'm excited to just see how the teams uh, play out. But from a uh, Chelsea perspective, from a club perspective, I'm a little concerned because Chelsea has, is one of the clubs that has uh, the most players um, at the Euros. Um, And so I'm, keeping my fingers crossed and hoping that there are no injuries that come about from this um, because we've seen how crazy it's been um with the condensed schedule, uh how the uh how it's affected um, and increased the likelihood of injuries across the board.
0: Yeah, um that that's a very good point because I yeah, I I mean I'm happy it's some Milan. So uh but let's move on to uh, uh to to Justin. Um See, Arsenal didn't really do well this last season, so they probably don't have that many players. But Justin, how are you feeling about the Euros? <laughs> um, they have the most important player,
2: the Golden Boy, uh, Saka, who's playing for England and his major, his first, his major tournament debut for his national team, and he needs to be wrapped in bubble wrap, and nothing can be allowed to happen to him. i would be, i I'd be pleased if he. Just makes like a cameo appearance if it means that he doesn't get injured. Like he can come on for the last like three minutes of um, the game against like, I don't know. Uh, no, all th- none of the three teams. Actually, no, he can't come on during the group stage. I'm just, I don't want him to get injured by any <laughs> of these three defenses, Croatia, Czech, Republic, or Scotland. So anyways, uh, beyond that though, the general concern of player fatigue and injuries, I share it with Manny. But at the same time... Come on, it's the Euros. We're it's been delayed a year. This is what we've been waiting for. This is a great tournament. It always is, and it always has like a a few, at least a few surprising outcomes. And I think perhaps the combination of fatigue, long seasons, some interesting new faces in this edition of the tournament, we might see, we might see some surprising results and some uh, unexpected ones as well. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Great. Let's dive. Let's let's dive right in. Um, I think uh, the the first group, um, very very uh, exciting group. Actually, I think it's a very exciting group, uh, especially because we have Italy, um, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. Um, so I guess first first I wanted to call out here. Um, and actually maybe before we actually dive into this to the groups is I actually. I want to get your thoughts about what you all feel about how the games are being spread across europe um i I completely understand that maybe one country um hosting it may not be the great um smart the smartest idea um because of you know you'll have all these players traveling over to that one country but i also think it's kind of a little unfair that um all some teams get to play at home for example italy all three games that they are playing in the group stage are at home. Um, so I want to get your your point your your uh, uh, you know, your opinions about this. Like it, I feel like that's already an unfair advantage for other teams that are not playing home games, right?
1: Yeah, I actually think that um, it should have been done in one country um, or two at most, um, just because obviously you know the pandemic. We're, we're still in the midst of it, um, and we're starting to see uh, uh, cases rise um, in, in Europe as well. So just looking across the board and seeing how there's multiple countries involved, um, I think there's more touch points, and obviously more touch points means you increase the likelihood of, uh, of you know, uh, coming down with COVID, um, as we've seen already with uh, the Spanish team, for example.
0: Yeah, and and fun fact actually, I was looking this up uh, before the show. Um, you would you? It, it's it's funny to realize Italy's base camp, so where they will be training and where they will be going back home, is actually in Florence. Um, and, and the game, all the games are being played in in I believe it's the Stadio Olimpico uh, in Rome. Um, but Switzerland actually, their base camp is in Rome, um, which is. Really funny that that's that's the case. And then Turkey's base camp is in Baku, Azerbaijan, which is where the other games will be played. Um I'm not sure where Will's is, but but yeah, I I, I think it's more of like the fans effects and I think it's an unfair advantage to be honest in, in that group. Um but before before we go ahead too far into into it, I want to start talking about the notable players. Um, in Italy. Um, Italy, remember, didn't qualify for the the World Cup um, in 2018, and since then, they've been on a crazy run, Um, and uh, for example, during the qualifiers, they won all their games, uh, kept six clean sheets, they've not considered a goal since October last year, Um, and of course, some of the notable players for Italy um, are, and please don't be offended if I don't call your (laughs) your clubs favorites, but Chiesa is one, obviously. Donnarumma, um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna say too much about him. Jorginho, I, I will say he's definitely a, a notable player for for Italy. And then uh, Barella. Um, so I wanted to to just dive into Italy a little bit. Um, and how are we feeling about Italy, um, Justin? I don't know if you have any any thoughts. Um, given that, for example, do you think this is a time for them to kind of tell the world that hey, you know what, we missed the World Cup in 2018, but we're back, baby? Um, is this is this a time for them to do this? Yeah, I actually think it is. I think
2: they took the lessons and perhaps some of the residual humiliation of not qualifying in 2018, and they've applied it. And like you said, their qualifying run, they were pretty dominant, and they've strung together a lot – a series of great results both before the pandemic and then during the pandemic after the resumption of play. Uh, And they're an extremely – one of the best sides – defensively, which is not unusual for Italy. I think that's yeah. kind of like, if anything, that's what Italy is historically known for, is their defense. And such is the case this time, so I think this is a team to watch, and they're they're
0: back. Yeah, they're definitely a team to watch. Um, it, it's weird because uh, I think their defense is great, but the, the problem is they still have Bonucci and Chiellini, who are still great defenders, but honestly this season they, they played rubbish. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm just putting it nice. They've played absolute rubbish. Um, so yeah, it does look like their defense is good from from you know, looking at the the stats in the qualifiers. But I don't know. I'm still worried for them. If they go with seniority, I think they'll get stomped sometimes. But if they go with their, you know, who who is actually the best, like Bastoni, for example, um, or or Acherbi, I don't really rate him as as a great defender, but he's okay. Um I think they definitely cannot play Bonucci and Kialini and expect that they're going to be going up against all these big teams and, and still beat them. Um but let's let's move on from Italy. Um and let's talk about um I, I do want to uh take a look at Turkey. Um Turkey is another team that really excites me. Um not yeah. only because the, the best midfielder in the world, um Hakan <laughs> Shalanolu, is playing. Uh, no, I'm kidding, by the way. I, I obviously everyone knows that I do not rate Hakan Shalanolu so um, that's completely a joke. But Turkey have uh, a lot of good defenders. Uh, for example, you have Ozan Kabak, you have um, Cengiz, uh sorry, you have uh, Soyuncu, um, and then um, there's another defender I feel like I'm forgetting. Um, but um, they're such a great team, and if you if you look forward, if you look look at their attackers, they have uh, Yazici, who scored against AC Milan, um, so I'll never forget that, and they have Yomaz, who actually did a you know was very key to Lille's uh, league on title win this season. Um, does any any one of you want to give your uh, thoughts about Turkey? Oh, the other defender I was I was talking about is Demiral. Demiral, I mean, didn't play much this season, but I think he's a beast. Um, do you think they are? in at least given the group that they're in um they they probably will call, qualify out of this group i
1: could i could see that happening um especially in this group um i feel that apart from you know italy uh it, it it's a toss up between the the other teams in this group um i do want to call out obviously the players that you've mentioned bori um you know have all been playing very well um except for kabak where does he play again i can't remember i don't remember like seeing that guy (laughs) on the field much this season but um yeah but but anyways uh you know to your point they also have a lot of notable names as well like chank cosen for example um you know who can bang in the goals as as well
0: and he's He's unfortunately injured um, uh, Tosin. Um, I think that, that he, he, he'll be a, a definite huge miss for them, I think.
1: So I think that as far as like Turkey, we've seen them upset in the past. Um, we've seen them, um, I, I think it was the World Cup where we last saw them um, have a great run um, like two World Cups ago. Um, they can do it. Uh, they, they have the ability to do so, but I want to get to I think another dark horse in this group, um, which is Wales.
0: No way! Come on. Are, yeah, are no. you, is hey, that look, a joke? Is that a joke? No, uh, no. I I'm being dead okay. serious. Okay. Like, let's let's dig into Wales. Let, let let's talk about notable players for Wales. Obviously, number one is is Gareth Bale. Right, I'm not okay. gonna deny that. Then we have Daniel James. Then we have Ramsey. But apart from that, like who who he, else are we rating on this team?
1: Ethan Ampadu uh you have okay. a whole
0: world right. beater
1: you have you have uh what's his name dan james you have a, a bunch of players that that i think like can play well together um we've seen them you know they 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 played in the friendlies against i think it was like england uh and they didn't play bad against england honestly like england was struggling against them. and i don't know if that says more about england than it does about wales but um you're gonna tell me that you can seriously pick out, apart from Italy, another clear cut favorite out of those three between Wales, I, it has and I think be, I think it's Turkey. I mean we have not
2: it's we can talk about Switzerland well, too. I think well, Switzerland Switzerland also can make a case, but I I think it's Turkey. Turkey's been impressive in in their qualifying. Uh they actually finished second in their qualifying group behind France. Uh, and they finished just two points behind France. And they also, they, you know, each team in the qualifying phase, you know, you play the other teams in your group twice, home and away. Uh, they beat France. They're the only team in their qualifying group to beat France. And then on the return leg, they tied France. So they gave what is, I think, the consensus favorites in this tournament, uh, the most trouble, I think, in, since at least the last, from, from since the last World Cup, France hasn't had so much trouble since, uh, unless they were playing Turkey. Uh, so I think Turkey has to be the the favorite next to Italy, or perhaps next to Italy, frankly, in my opinion, if I was to go out on a limb. You guys
1: forget well, Bale cares about three things, all right? <laughs> in order, okay? What's
2: what's the what's the order?
1: It's Wales, it's golf, and then it's Wales again, okay? Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Spurs, but but you didn't you didn't say Spurs. So no, that ship sailed. That ship sailed. All
1: uh, right, let,
0: let's move on to let's let's talk about Switzerland real quick. Um, obviously notable uh, players, I think, at least from my point of view, uh, M-Bolo, uh the tracker for 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 Gladbach, and then we have um, uh, you know, Chaka, the one and only, the one and only Chaka, um, who I'm sure this is the only reason why um Justin is rating Switzerland, um, but. I mean this group of players are good. I mean I, I think they have a very good record even coming into the Euros um and, very good defensively. Uh, they're very good yeah. defensively. Yeah, I yeah, I think from f they're good as a unit. Um their their penalty taker who was a former Milan player, Ricardo Rodriguez, uh sometimes they get penalties he will score them. Um the only the only thing I would say I think is I mean yes I, I do love Mbolo and and he's a great fantastic scorer and hustler of the ball but like I don't I don't see where the goals are gonna come from because of that reason and and let's be honest is Granit Xhaka gonna be laying up the ball you know the passes to the forward and and, and honestly this is a, an honest question Justin um based on what Xhaka has played this season do you think he's still that kind of player that's able to distribute the ball forward. In the right system, I think. So, yeah, I, I think that he
2: probably plays that role better for his national team than he had, did with Arsenal. So I guess we'll see. We'll see in this tournament whether he's um in decline in that department definitively or whether, you know, it, it was perhaps just some of the other issues that were going on with Arsenal. But he can still, you know, he can still hit a long ball on his day and he, he, he fits in well. Like we said, in, in the system, especially uh, defensively. But um so we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. whether he'll be able to lay those balls in. Because like you said, there I think there is a lack of firepower going forward in general
0: for for Switzerland. Yep. Yeah. And let's not forget they have the one and only Shakiri um, from Liverpool. Um all right, let's talk about let's talk about what how this group is gonna play out. I think everyone is is uh, agreeing that Italy is probably gonna be number one, or is there Anyone that's thinking Italy's not going to do it? Uh, I
2: I think Turkey can surprise.
1: Wow. That's I cool. think it will be
2: one, two, will be Italy and Turkey, but I'm not necessarily sure in what order they'll finish. And then Switzerland, Gosh. obviously third. Unless Wales. Uh, uh, I think Manny, though, where does Wales finish uh, first in this group in your? No, no, no. no.
1: <laughs> not that, ca-
0: not that bold. Bale's Bale, not going to go that far. No,
1: them. Bale. Bale doesn't care that much about Wales.
0: He just, you know, <laughs> he's going to put the team on. He's his not path. getting. He's not getting paid. He's not getting paid because I looked at getting- how much. <laughs> I looked at how much these teams are getting paid uh, uh, per game, and I think like if you win a game, it's like a, a million euros or something or something along those lines. So like, that's not enough money for Bale. Bale wants more. So.
1: Um. Yeah, Bale makes that in like in like a week. And in this so, yeah. yeah exactly uh, exactly. No, I think, uh you know I, I, it's really hard to to argue that italy won't finish number one in this group uh, too much talent there and too much of a Home disappointment from the last from the last major tournament that they you know from the world cup so i think they're going to be playing uh to prove something so one for me italy two i'm still sticking with wales
0: Jesus Christ, so
1: like, this is, know, this is crazy. crazy
0: to me. Um, it's, a,
1: it's a long flight between well, Baku
0: I,
2: I, and Rome. It's like an eight-hour flight, I think. Do you think, given, like you said, the compensation board, do you think Bale is going to is gonna splurge for the extra luggage and bring his golf bag back and forth that many times?
1: <laughs>
0: he, you bet. He's probably going to shout out another plane for that. Actually. First
1: of all, yeah, I was going to say he, he, he flies private, okay? Uh, apart from the entire Welsh team, he's flying solo, dolo, just him <laughs> a pla- on a plane with his golf clubs, that's it.
0: <laughs> no, I think he's trying to play mini-golf. He needs space for for mini-golf on the plane, I think that's what it is. is. Um, <laughs> right, right, let's, let's, let's move on, let's move on
2: before our, our Oh list, boy, list no, list. no what's, what was your prediction? I don't know if I caught it.
0: Oh right, right, right. right. I, I mean, Italy number one for me. Um, I'm still stuck between Switzerland or or Turkey, but I do think that like three all three will qualify because you know best of four teams across the you know the the best third place team across all um, teams uh, across all groups, uh, four of them will, will go through. So I think I think three of them are good enough to go. I I I think I am making this bold prediction right now. Wales zero points this whole tournament. Oof. Um the, the first game, though, I will say the very, very first game on Friday is going to be very interesting. Italy plays Turkey. That is a game to watch. That I mean, I think Turkey are very good defensively, so it, it's going to be very interesting to see. It could end up a, a, a nil-nil draw, and that would actually determine. I think that may determine who who goes uh, top of the table. To be honest, so um, any any anything else to talk about in this group? Shall we move on to my yeah. my favorite group? My favorite group. Group B stands for boring, you know. That's why it is my favorite group. Um, not really
1: boring group.
0: <laughs> not, not really because <laughs> there are actually three good absolutely absolutely good teams in this group. We have Belgium, Denmark, Finland and Russia. Um I think let, let's start with Belgium. First of all, my favorite player and for me the third best player ever, not not ever in this game right now is, and is Kevin De no, Kevin De Bruyne. Oh. Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> so we we have Kevin De Bruyne, we have Lukaku. Um, my my absolute like st- the the young player that I love in this team is uh, is Jeremy Doku. Um, but he probably won't play. Um, first I want I want to get everyone's um, you know, uh, opinion about this. But um, do we think this is the year for Belgium to win the Euros? You mean world ranking number one? Belgium. Yes. Well, yeah, number one, Belgium. Yeah, which is just the year. Is this the year? It's not. It's
1: not. I, I'm gonna say it's not because Bobby Bobby Martinez is still the coach. So uh, so I'm gonna say no, they they don't get it done.
0: Does that and have also, to do anything?
1: No, no, it does. It does have a lot to do with it. And also, uh, you just mentioned uh, the Golden Boy KDB, but um. There's reports that are saying that he might not be ready to play, Um, you know, he might miss the first or or even the second game as well as he's recovering from from a procedure that he had um, from the injury that he uh, sustained at the uh, Champions League final. So it'll be interesting to see how um, Belgium lines up and who ends up um, trying to take his place.
2: Yeah, they're a radically different side if he's not in it. So um hopefully he can recover quickly obviously always wishing nothing but the best to any player who gets injured and he's got a weird it's, it's a nasty one right it's like his nose and or his uh eye socket it, it's like the whole yeah, orbital yes. yeah, yeah so i mean who knows I, it's like the little things right in after a long season especially like is, does that affect affect his play even if he even if he is able to play how does that affect him on the field it might affect um,
1: his vision Unintended.
2: <laughs> exactly, but yeah. I mean, I think he's he's critical to their play style. Like him and whoever plays right back. Uh, let's say it's like Munier. It's, it's, it's probably gonna yeah. be Mounier. Mounier. Yeah, but like well, they can they can draw def- Like De Bruyne demands double coverage almost. Uh, Lukaku playing up front demands like with the attentions of pretty much both center backs of the opposition, and then you get De Bruyne to the ball or. If he can lay it off to Munier, uh, you send across to the other side, and you have a bunch of other quality players coming off the wing. Uh, the the other Hazard brother, for instance. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, like and yeah, you know, so, like, so they're a dangerous side, but I think it's really dependent. It, it really depends on rather uh, De Bruyne being in the squad.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I think I mean Belgium usually plays three in the back and, and like three three four three or three, four, or whatever. Um, uh, and so on the on the right wing back, I think it's usually uh, Togan Hazard or or uh, I do not rate Munir. I think Munir is not a g- good defender. I don't think he's a good attacker. Honestly, I don't know. He's why a good he was crosser.
1: Attacking. He's a good crosser. He, yeah.
0: Sure. Okay. That that makes sense. But you have Kevin De Bruyne to do that. Um, you you know, have De Bruyne going I mean, into the
2: half space on the right and. Munier overlapping that like that draws that's gonna draw opponents' defenses to that side, and Fair then you have point. two players Fair who point. can whip in really good crosses.
0: Fair point. I, I just do not do not rate rate Munir. I think that's where word is. I, I don't hate him. It's just I don't think he's a great player. But yeah, you're right. Maybe he's he, he he's a good crosser, and and that's what he brings. Um, but okay, let let's move on. I think I think this is definitely noteworthy about the Brown's injury. I, I think this could be the um the showstopper for them. Hopefully not. Um, but let's move on to another team. For me, my favorite team in this tournament, um, and that's Denmark. Um, I'm okay. I'm completely in love. Uh, I'm in love. I'm okay. in love with this team. And I'll tell you why. I mean, tell us. Yeah, I'm really all, curious about this. It's because of the Danish Maldini. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give you a quick fun fact here, okay? Did you know that Denmark hasn't lost... They've been unbeaten as as a nation um, since 2016. Lost Maybe any they're...
1: any game?
0: Oh um oh actually no no I take that back they've only lost one game since 2016 that's that's the fun fact um that's in impressive. in the World Cup in the World Cup they actually never lost a game in regular time uh, until they played Croatia 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 beat them but on penalties. And then they I just mean, lost to Belgium. Sorry, on.
2: that's not true. Though I just pulled it up because I was like, couldn't believe that fact. Uh, they've been beaten twice in the past year by Belgium. Belgium has beaten yeah, them yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. That's so that that was where I was going. You mean Belgium, 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 the team, that's also in this group, Justin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and okay, that's okay. the nation- I'm sorry, I I, the nation-
2: I, I, you were on a roll. You're going to build up to a really great point. So I'm sorry, I interrupted.
0: Yes. So. So since since 2016 they've not lost a game apart from the Belgium game. Yes, you, you're good right, job. and that was yeah. the Nations League. Nations League, Nations League. So they're a very good defensive side. One because, like um, Manny said, they have the Danish Maldini. Um, that's and right. That's um, let's not forget. Um, they also have other. Um, that's for Schmeichel. Well, I I was gonna I was gonna I wasn't gonna call him out, but yes. They do have Kasper, uh Schmeichel, but the one the one uh, player that actually doesn't play for them, uh, Vestergaard. Do you all remember him?
1: Yeah, he's the best yeah. player on Southampton.
0: Yes, he's a very good defender, and I'm sure some of you had him on your uh, uh, FPL. Um, I also do want to call out Christiansen, Chelsea, right? He plays for this team. They're very good def- uh, defensive side, and then myler who plays for Atlanta who who stepped in for Hattabar in Atlanta when he was injured uh really picked it up in in Atlanta so they have very good defenders let's move on to the midfield we have obviously one of the best passer of the ball in, in our game Christian Eriksen they have uh here. um uh, and then what, let's go on to the forward uh very exciting uh, uh, attacker that plays for for Barcelona Braithwaite no, nah, I'm, I'm kidding about that. Um, that, that. And then we have, um, and then we have Bori, Cornelius of Parma. <laughs> what?
1: Bori, be honest. You know that the reason why you're excited about this team is because of Martin Brathwaite. You know that. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Just, don't don't hide don't hide your love and admiration
0: is, for him. I I do love Brathwaite. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and then you have Yusuf Poulsen who who is yeah. killing it for week. So he they are. He's, a very he's nice killing team, it. Yeah, well, they are good. They, they, they have are good a,
2: front to back. They have a nice
0: team. Uh, front to back and, and I think they're probably one of the, I would call them the dark horse of this competition. Yeah. Because because of the organization that they have as a team. And and they're very solid defensively, like I've said. Um they recently just beat Moldova also 8-0. So like they are a side that actually could um show Belgium how it's done. And, and I think Belgium should really be careful uh because of that. Um I think yeah. let's I've let's a plus one on, on all the above. I'm curious, Boy. Since
2: you're the our resident Syria expert, Erickson had a pretty rough time when he first moved to Inter yes. from Spurs. But my understanding is he he's kind of been in a, a cameo or super sub role. Like he, I don't know if he's played a full 90 minutes in a while for Inter. But he's how influential a player is he still? He's obviously a world class talent in terms of passing the ball. But is that is he still? uh the puppet master as it is like can he run the play and be the central focus
0: for the creativity going forward yeah it took erickson a whole year to be that person that you're talking about um until january this year or maybe late december he did not really contribute much to um to inter milan um actually conte did not really like him because you know because of that fact because uh, he thought he was too slow and Conte, you know, is a defensive guy, and he likes to counter attack. And to be honest, Ericsson is not the best counter attacking person. Um, but I would say this: when it when push came to shove, where Inter, I think he was very important for Inter's title win because at times when they had set pieces, where they needed crosses, where they needed um, passes to the forward to forward uh, attackers, um, he was. Very crucial in those moments uh, in January. And honestly, I think without him, I don't think Inter Milan would have won comfortably. Maybe they would still have won the, the, the Serie A, but they wouldn't have won as comfortable as they did. So I don't know what changed, but I just know that this year, he really, really put in the work and he, he was a very key player for me, in my opinion, um, for Inter Milan. So if I, and here's one thing we need to realize. Players that play for clubs sometimes they have a different way they play for their country. For example, example very good examples: Baka and and Griezmann. They play very differently for their clubs uh, for their countries. So I think Christian Eriksen is a very good leader on that team. I, I, I actually, he's one of the, the the leaders on that team. Probably one of the most with the with, uh, the most caps on the team also. So he's a, he's seen as a leader, and I think is very crucial. he's going to be very crucial for them. And I think his last run of form this uh, last half of the season definitely is gonna come into play um, for Denmark. Cool, well, now that I have hyped up Denmark, let's see if they even qualify out of that group. So <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And, and the reason why I'm saying that is because of Russia. Um, I, I know I have I kind of made fun of Russia before we, we started to record, uh, but um, Russia, I don't think, I don't really rate them, but that, they are a team that work really hard. They work together as a unit and you could see that in the World Cup because they got to the quarterfinals, which right. they finally got kicked out. But they don't really have too many stars. Like, you know, you have Golovin, um, you have Dezuba. Um, they're not notable stars, but they play as a team and they play as a unit and they work really hard. They run from the zero, mi- 0th minute to the 90th minute um, without stopping. So I think that's going to be a problem for teams like Denmark, teams like Belgium, because they have to always be on their toes. Um does no anyone those have performance any, enhancers? That you know that, that's funny that you say that.
1: It it's does. sad that
0: that's the case. I, it's that <laughs> sad that's that's the case. But I mean I don't think I, I don't think it is. I mean I know you you're probably definitely joking, but I don't know if I am. It's definitely <laughs> it's 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 suspect, right? It's it is suspect because their their team have a lot of of, of old, older players. Um I love their yeah. players like Zuba, like the 30-something you know, and above, so it's very interesting that they they have that energy, but we can't take that away from them No, I mean,
2: obviously 2018 World Cup um, they had the benefit of being the hosts but you know, they are the hosts also for this Euro tournament, this uh, cross-continental tournament, they will be hosting I think all of their games, right? I think they host Um, all three Probably no, uh, no they, actually, they no, host, no, 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 the games. Italy the, game is not, yeah, the Italy games the is, in, is in Rome, huh? No, in Group B, yeah,
1: they, they, they oh, host, I'm sorry, they host two of the three, so they host the first two uh matches against Belgium and against Finland, and then the uh, and then Denmark actually hosts they go to um, Copenhagen, yeah,
2: yeah, okay, um, all right. So I think I, – I agree with Bory though, that this is a, a hard-working side. They are sneaky good, probably maybe in the same light as Denmark, right? Like a, a, a not the first team you think of in terms of who's going to go deep in this tournament, but definitely a team that can threaten anybody else on their good day, especially when they're playing at home. So um, yeah. I
0: agree. With,
1: yeah, with that being said, they're going to finish third.
0: <laughs> Wait, we are just talking about Finland. Your boy Puki, um, uh, uh, Manny.
1: That, that, I'm sorry, man. F- Finland is. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, uh, you know, props to them for getting into the tournament and all. But Pukki. if you look at their squad, I mean, uh, yeah, you, you can't really compare the, the the quality that's sitting, you know, uh, even on the bench of like the likes of like. Belgium and even you know Denmark like we just discussed uh unfortunately I, I don't think that they uh make it um out of the group um I have them in fourth so I have it as uh Belgium uh Denmark and then um
0: and then Russia Yeah I actually England. I actually I'm going to I'm going to stop you right there I actually think Finland's going to finish third and will qualify through the best four Oh. So that would
2: mean that they would have to realistically win two games. So yeah, should these well, which of these
0: two no, no, no I think they just need to beat they just need to be in Russia and lose against the other two teams and Russia loses all their games. And you
2: think that would be enough for Finland to be one of the top four best third place finishers? That's a very good point. Also yeah. I mean we can go into like this this literally is like exponential in terms of like all the different scenarios we could game out so i don't even want to attempt to to do it
1: also as we discussed earlier um if home field advantage makes a big difference finland doesn't have any games at home
2: that's cold i think i think finland Finland, they're all northern teams at least
0: i think finland are happy to play in the the heat because it's probably cold there right now um I, I would say this though. I think Finland is gonna. I mean, they're a team that that definitely sits back and and waits for for the pressure. And uh, do not underrate Timo Puki. I mean, he's part of the reasons why Norwich Norwich are are back in the in the EPL. So do not do not underrate him. I like. I think he can definitely do some wonders, right? Um, but hey, who knows? Um, I think, that's, yeah. I think that's all we have for, the, for this group. So so that's, I think we've talked about Belgium. I think definitely everyone agrees they're going to uh, finish the group. Um, and then I think uh, Denmark, I think both of all of us are in, in consensus that that will be the two top team. And then I think we differ when it comes to third place and fourth place. So we'll see who wins. I can't wait to win. All right, let's move on to Group C. Um, this group, Austria, Netherlands, North Macedonia... And Ukraine. Um, Justin, do you do you have any feelings about any of these teams in this in this group? It seems like a hard group to to kind of gauge, right? Uh, yeah, I think it, this is not the
2: group of death, but it's uh, I don't know. It's it's a
0: confusing. Group. I know what you, I know what you mean exactly. It's the group that you don't you're not sure what's actually going to happen.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so like Austria would would I think by most metrics you would think that they are the favorites to win the group they did pretty good in qualifying but as of recently they've been pretty mixed like up and down in terms of their results as in the run-up to the tournament um, I think they that included like they lost to England in a friendly earlier this month it was just a one nothing they went then they followed that up with a zero0 against Slovakia they, they actually they've been scoreless they haven't scored a single goal in their last three matches. And that includes also a 4 0 shellacking by Frank, Dark Horses oh, Denmark.
0: Dark oh, Horses. Who? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Denmark. You
2: go. So they've yeah, they, even though they did pretty good in qualifying, they've been pretty rough in the run up to the tournament. So I, I, that is one element. Another one is obviously the Netherlands, uh, historical powerhouses, but they've been kind of absent. Absolute,
0: in the past few thing. years. Frank de Boer is destroying that team. <laughs> like, I think. I think he's literally destroying that team. It's I don't, Yeah, he's what he's a manager. It's curious about
2: how you know we always think about managers. Like, how do these people keep on getting jobs? He's one of them, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He. I mean, he's had an. Yeah. If we just skip ahead to Netherlands real quick, uh, overview. Like he de Boer, he has like a, for some reason he likes to play Luke de Jong, up top uh who's like just I mean, a big
0: he's,
2: he's he's decent sure but
0: he's decent
2: yeah i don't know like it like they're a team that like you know they have a lot of players who could move the ball pretty quickly you have uh frankie de jong um um uh, yeah memphis like you have like, these players who can move the ball quickly upfield and then you have like some big lumbering striker as like your centerpiece of your attack which is i think is curious but uh Curious also interesting though is like in the like the last two friendlies right before the tournament he switched up his formations he's been playing like a four two three a four three uh was a four two three one or a four three three all throughout qualifying, but in the last two friendlies, interestingly enough, he switched to a five three two with Memphis as a striker, mm-hmm. and they got pretty good results from that, so I'm gonna be curious to know what the Netherlands do formation wise whether they're going to go back to the 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 or whether they're going to try this new formation that seemingly has come out of the blue <laughs> and that puts uh, Memphis Depay <laughs> up front which is probably where he belongs.
0: Yeah. I, and this actually leads me to the, the flop of the tournament for me. I think the Netherlands actually will be the flop of the tournament for me, for me. <clears throat> I may be wrong but we'll see. Um do you, do we want to rate North Macedonia and uh, my my boy Elmas from Napoli or or we're just like actually happy, I'm not sure. happy for them North Happy North. they qualified. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know, you just never know. Um all right, uh, Manny, it seems like you want to say something. No,
1: I was I was just going to say, I mean, they qualified, yes, but um again, this is a group where where you know, it's it's the I think the teams are as close um as can be as far as like their chances of advancing like again we these are like one-off games right and um you know just thinking about like what you were saying in your assessment of the netherlands and just thinking about for example how they've tried and struggled to find a um an actual system that works because we forget about that giant hole in center back for the netherlands right like it's VVD, you know what i mean like yep like it's 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 the same thing as like liverpool trying to figure out how they can make up for that um so i actually agree with you bory i think that the netherlands could be one of like the flops of this tournament and i wouldn't be surprised if they don't end up winning this group like i could see you know another team now i don't know if it's north macedonia per se um that would end up winning this um but um, I think, you know, considering the fact that we still have, like, Austria and uh, Ukraine in this group as well, I I think I could see, like, uh, the Netherlands falling down to, like, third, for example. I don't think they'll end up in last place. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I don't, I don't think that they'll win it either. And I could see that it'd be, like, a toss-up between, like, second and third for them. So I don't know yeah. if we want to go into just discussing as well um you know austria
0: or um i think or, we have talked ukraine right for ukraine, we, we have ukraine. there yep yeah ukraine i mean i mean you you know this I, I think you all know this like ukraine did not lose a game in the qualifiers for for this year's. um i'm not saying that that means anything i just think i have not i'm not gonna lie i have not watched this this team to to the point that i know how they play and and whatnot but when you look at the games they've even played recently um in like the world cup qualifiers for example um they were able to tie with france They, they did lose to germany um and and switzerland um but also they also tied with kazakhstan and Bahrain. so this is not really helping my case here but the fact that they were able to not lose a game during the qualifiers i think says a lot about them um and for me one of the best shot accurate accurate players um for me in this game right now is uh malinowski very very ruthless um when it comes to like shooting from outside the box i think in in the whole of syria he's actually the best um shooter of the ball outside of of the box and that's remember ronaldo plays in this league right so um that's all it takes if you give him that space he's shooting his shot is like it moves, like like it's like the wind moves with it or something like that. It's crazy, um, um, the way he he shoots. So that's something that is is a, a very huge weapon for them. And um, obviously they have other fantastic players like Yamalenko for West Ham, who didn't really feature well for West Ham this this last season. But um, Ukraine is a is a team that I I would say we should not put out. And and honestly, I'm putting them as the number one in this group personally. Mm. Is that it, it,
1: boring Question Is that is that based on who the Ukrainian coach is? Would you mind sharing with us who the uh, yes, coach is?
0: yes, well, yeah, the future coach of Milan, uh, Shevchenko? Um, yes, yes, he's their coach and he's doing wonders, man. he He's doing a, a fantastic job uh, at Ukraine. And the controversy about Ukraine, also, there's something I want to bring up is with their jersey, um, because, um Apparently, they have a lot of references about that is kind of offensive to to Russia. So it would be really awesome if we if we if we see a tie between Ukraine and Russia. And I think that would be probably the tournament, the the game of the tournament if somehow Ukraine ends up playing with Russia. So I'm hoping both teams qualify and they meet each other um, during the next stage of the of the competition. All right. So what are your first places and second places? I'm curious now because I, I I feel like I, I said something that you guys were like, what? How's UK number one? I
1: actually agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, Ukraine in first place. Um, and like I said, second and third is going to be a toss up uh, between um, Austria and the Netherlands. So I'm going to go bold here, though. I'm going to say Austria second, Netherlands third and, and North Macedonia. Thank you for uh, showing up.
0: Well, OK. I know we are we're putting down North Macedonia, but Goran Pandev plays for Genoa. He's 37 years. So he's probably one of the oldest players in the tournament. He's a goal machine. So I'll just put that out there. am not saying that it's going to do anything, but I'm just putting that out there. Just remember that. Gor, go, remember the name Goran Pandev. That's all and I And how old is he again? How I think he's like he's 30, 30, almost 38, I think. Okay. Because I know Ibrahim yeah. is older than him. So, Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I don't see them, you know, having. If Goran goes down, I don't see anybody that can come in and replicate his experience and his ability. So, I mean, you know, again, North Macedonia, it's the same thing as uh, as when we were reviewing, um, you know, Finland, for example. Like, I feel like. It's just in the same they're in the same boat, different group um just look at the draw, I guess it's just too too much firepower and quality on the others on the other squads in this group so
2: i don't but, think we should be too glib about them. I think here I'll make a, a go out on the limb North Macedonia will surprise one of those the three other teams they'll they'll pull a shock, whether it's just maybe. Uh, a draw or they'll shock someone with a, a surprise win like they did to Germany earlier this year. They they're very well organized. They have a really well-drilled system and they typically, you know, <laughs> there's very few sides that aren't stronger than them. <laughs> so when they play stronger sides, they play a five, three, two, and they just sit back and sit back and sit back and then hit on the counterattack. And they do it pretty well, actually. So I, I think maybe maybe there's a surprise in North Macedonia. Not to say that they're going to advance out of the into the next into the knockout rounds, but I
0: think they could ruin somebody else's tournament. I think, it's, I think that country. I think that that somebody else you're talking about is Netherlands. I absolutely have no faith in that that team. And and remember, Vir- Virgil van Dijk has been ruled out, right? I, I yeah. Has, oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's um, out. Yep.
1: So, um,
0: but. Anyways, and all right, if I, they do
1: that, I just want to say if they do that, then it would be the last game in the group stage, right? And uh, it actually, Netherlands is playing in Amsterdam. Um, so, again, if we're talking about, like, home field advantage or just, you know, uh, having the support of the crowd and the fans, um, North Macedonia is the the team in this group that doesn't have a home game.
0: Well, uh, that's it for Group C, and that's going to do it for the Part 1 of our Euro 2021 preview. Uh, We'll see you in the next episode. As usual, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Talk to you soon, and (music) bye-bye.